favor does not jump step so. You hear that? Because our idea of shortcut must be balanced. Favor is shortcut, yes. But it is not shortcut to alienate you from information that you hear. Favor is a system that was designed to help you because men do not start life in an ideal way. Please listen. If I was teaching our precious school of ministry students the graph of life yesterday, the good old graph of life. If you are not part of school of ministry, join even if it's just because of that. If you don't change after that teaching, I don't know what will change you in this life again. The graph of life. Are we together? If I get born again 40 years, how many of you know that I am blessed, but that's a disadvantage with respect to earthly time. We don't have forever on earth. Now, I got born again 40 years, and someone got born again at age 3. Who has more advantage than the other? And don't say we are all equal. You are not equal. This guy has time. Time. At age 3, born again. At age 4, filled with the Holy Ghost. At age 5, being mentored by a visionary father. When that child becomes 12, he is now you of 70 at age 12. Now listen, let me show you, listen, listen, don't just laugh. Let me show you the relevance of things like mercy, favor. These things are not just random things. God looked at the way man works on earth and said, if I don't add these other things, man will never become the fullness of God's grace. So here and there he interjects your work with life with these acts of his benevolence to help you. This is where things like favor are important. If you don't have favor in life, you, you will succeed. The problem is you will only succeed if your life is ideal. Nobody's life is ideal, including Jesus. They hid Jesus because somebody wanted to kill him. Until Herod died. And he said, okay, now you can go. There were things he would have been doing within that time. Mephibosheth, because a midwife, am I alone in this place this night? Mephibosheth was a sincere person. The midwife that held him was careless. And because of her carelessness, that guy fell down and broke his leg. Now, sorry would not solve that problem. Because there are things he will never be able to do. So how does God help this man's destiny? By allowing him to live life the way it should be? No. So God introduces things like mercy. Thou shall arise and have mercy. And looks at him God. And he knows. He looks at the way man should go. And looks at the way man goes. This guy was called to be a prophet to the nations. This is his destiny. Are we together now? According to God's predeterminate counsel. The destiny of this gentleman like Jeremiah, is to be a prophet to the nations. But it so happened that the womb that will give birth to him married an unbeliever. Now, listen to this. I hope you know this is not his fault. It's just that the woman that should marry him because she didn't have enlightenment or she was deceived or misled, now got married to a non-Christian. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Now, this guy 
according to the blueprint of his life, he should have finished his assignment at 70 if he starts his journey at 1. But because of what he has to fight, an extra battle that was not in the original plan is now here. And that battle is the battle of grafting him out of this family first. And listen to me. Sometimes this gentleman has no legitimate ground to leave the house until he gets to university. So his destiny will have to wait till what, what age do you get to university? 17. This guy has to wait for 17 years. Are you getting the point now? Because according to God's blueprint, that is the safest way for him to live. If he lives in a way that they, they can kill him, and God for the sake of his destiny will not allow him that. Now, while he's waiting for that 17 years, his brain is not closed. He's learning a lot of things he must undo. Because you cannot be in my house and not serve my God. So while he's bowing down and doing all of these things, heaven is bleeding. Because according to the blueprint, by age 5, this guy should already be seeing visions. But now, the, and Satan, when he peeps there, Satan will make sure that the clerics isolate this guy and further indoctrinate him to complicate destiny. I show you why it's dangerous. It's not enough to be saved. Where you are planted can determine how you grow. Please, parents, let me tell you something. And even those who have children now, don't sit down and say it does not matter where they hear truth. It matters. Sit down and waste your child's time hearing nonsense, wasting his time. At the end of it, you will find out that there is no sequential growth. Please listen. I'm telling you, I'm teaching something entirely different. This is my notes. I've not even started. But if this is how the Holy Ghost wants it this night, I think it, this, is, this is a deep and mature teaching. I'm, I'm correcting the reason why the Christian experience of many believers is just, is just a buffet of frustrations. I agree that an area or two of your life may be trusting, be needing the hand of God. But when every area fails, something is wrong. This one is no longer the law of process. Apostle, nothing is working in my life. I've been a Christian from 2001. I tell you where the problem is. I tell you. And the problem is not only an attack. An attack looks like the obvious reason. But I'm telling you now, there is no prophet, no pastor, no apostle that will just pray over the issue of attack alone and then your life changes. No. You want holistic growth? We must do the diagnosis tonight to know what is wrong. Back to my story. This gentleman is loitering somewhere very far from God and far from destiny. Are we together? Now he gets to the university after 17 years. 17 years has been wasted. When he gets there now, the devil will try to do all kinds of things. For instance, the devil can ensure that his first CGPA is 1.2. 1. what? Who will listen to God under that kind of condition? The pressure from life will make him say, do you know what? Let me find a fellowship where in 30 minutes they finished. Now, it doesn't mean, please, I hope you understand that I'm not being sarcastic to any... 
the fire on this guy's destiny is being quenched because you, you call it circumstances, but these are intentional orchestrations. And then this gentleman one day, that's why inviting people to the house of God, if you are sure of the quality of what you are receiving, then it is evil to not invite people. This is not the issue of evangelism. This is you being an extension of God's mercy. Because the person you will be inviting, you think you are just inviting, you don't know you are acting prophecy. Imagine that this guy now is in Zaria, in this situation. Imagine what heaven will do to you as the person who holds his hand to insist he comes to Koinonia. You thought you just invited a man, but you literally shifted a destiny. Literally. Because of one encounter. Are you with me this night now? It's very important. Some of you are now seeing. Now, do you know that heaven will rejoice when this gentleman comes? You have invited five, six people. But all of them don't have the same destiny. This guy ordained to be a prophet to the nations. Did you really invite one person? How many people did you invite? He will give you flimsy excuse. Excuses. I've not eaten. And the Holy Ghost will say, feed him. And you are like, Holy Spirit, what is all this one? I don't have transport. And you will bring him. Now imagine that you bring him for koinonia. And then I'm not ready. Working for others. The moment you enter, except your feet, something must happen and reduce you back to look like your parents. You can choose to believe what I'm saying. No problem. I don't know who prayed for you before you arrived. But let me tell you sincerely. If you know that there was no salvation in your past, please hear what I'm saying seriously. And pay attention to it. Altars are wicked. They are like time. Nothing can fight them. They will move slowly, unperturbed by your pride. 